0: Hello everyone, a very quick one from me. This podcast would not be possible without our amazing podcast partners. Because you listen to the show, you are able to get your hands-on exclusive savings on both VinCherry and Sourcebreaker. They're award-winning products, and if you are a growing recruitment business, then you have to check out VinCherry, who are a all-in-one recruitment operating system for your growing recruitment company. With Sourcebreaker, if you truly want to equip your teams with the best possible tools to stand out and beat the competition, you have to look at Sourcebreaker. Use the link in the show notes to get a demo booked in, check out these products, and get your hands on those exclusive savings. This is another Golden Nugget episode trying something new here where we are going to bring you some of the best golden nuggets from the 300 plus conversations we've had with high performing recruiters and successful recruitment entrepreneurs. This is the episode where you can dive straight into the value. It's going to be a short, sharp dose of uh, just great content and great learning. So enjoy it. And please do let me know what you think of the Golden Nugget episodes. If you're enjoying them, if you have a favorite one, let me know.
1: But back when I first started, it was more around volume numbers. Where, basically, where can you get the, the wins quicker?
0: Mm.
1: At month 10, I learned how to win exclusivity. And that's what changed my career in recruitment.
0: You learned how to win exclusivity? Yeah.
1: I've won my first, I won a director of IT exclusive role with a company in, in Leicester. So, a company called Cambridge County's Bank. Fantastic business. I've worked in for a long time. Mm. And I want exclusivity on that, work, on that one role. And I came out and I realised what my worth was. And then when you do that in recruitment, you don't settle for competing against five companies anymore. You've done it once. You can do the process over and over and over and over.
0: Mm. Well, let's talk about that then. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be helpful. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Maybe this will bring it out. But what was Ash doing in a... So I'm assuming did you sort of ask for exclusivity in the client meeting? Yeah. Okay, cool. What did a client meeting look like? You didn't get exclusivity, so maybe six months in. What questions were you asking? What were you focusing on? To then, what did that meeting look like and how different was it when you did get exclusivity when you it like 10 months in, as you said? Mm-hmm. What were like the main differences? Like, yeah, I'd be interested because I think that'll bring to life the different types of questions you're asking, what you're focusing on rather than what you ended up focusing on when you walked away understanding your worth, with exclusivity and like you said that sort of changed your career so yeah how different were the meetings?
1: A lot of it was confidence so when I was at my first recruitment company they labored the point of booking meetings and going out on meetings and getting in front of people and when you do when you first start the meetings are generally I wouldn't say rubbish but you're learning and you're gaining experience and there's no structure and my meetings were all around the people getting the people to talk not talking about recruitment and then getting people to like me I like them and that's how you win business and that's kind of like the first 6 months was just around I was almost you can you can smell the not smell the desperation <laughs> you can almost smell the desperation of this recruiter really needs this mm. whereas at month 10 I'd actually already worked with one of the HR managers in the previous company I did five deals with her during that period but she also had a, a boss who I had to get on side so I kind of had I had half a hunch I could do it mm. and I think that ability to understand that you can do it. Like you, you're yourself selfish. Shane. Yeah, when you've been on meetings before. I get myself so psyched up now for meetings that I've already won the business before I even go in. And that's what I did on that day. Whereas these meetings here, it's almost like you're, you're faking it a little bit. You, you know, you're, you know, you, you know, you're not bad at recruitment, but are you confident you're better than anyone else out there? Probably not at that stage. So those meetings here were just a bit more looking back, not great, understandably. And there's nothing, there's no targeted outcomes that I wanted from those meetings. You just go to some meetings, hopefully win business, come back to the office. This mm. meeting here was specifically for one job. I had to go and pitch for it. So I got the data, got all the LinkedIn data, had case studies. I was probably the most prepared I've ever been for a meeting in my life. And then in that meeting, I asked them point blank, I only work exclusively. How would you feel about working exclusively on this role? I didn't only work exclusively at the time. Mm. But I said it because I'm like, I need to win this exclusive. I'm not going to do this role where I'm competing. I don't want to do that life anymore. And they were bought in. And, mm. they, and they said, might need some time to think about. I go, well, let me just kind of stop you there. Like when people say this because they're not convinced, it taught me through the reason why you need more time. And then I was able to answer the question. And then we won the business and I closed there. So it was that almost that switch where before I probably would have gone like here, I'd have gone, all right, okay, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. Mm. Whereas in this moment, I was like, no, I'm winning this. I'm not going to leave this office until I've won this business. And that was the difference in the two meetings here versus the meeting here. There's a targeted outcome. There's no targeted outcomes here.
0: What was that question you just said? Because that's very helpful for people.
1: Well, about exclusivity.
0: So Um, basically, so like you just said, it was, they said, Ash, I think I might as have to think about it. And you replied with, typically when people say that they're still unsure, mm -hmm. what is it that you're unsure about?
1: Yeah, correct. Because it's true. And, and I think you and I have both been in meetings before where they say that, and people say this often, and, and it's always the case that they're not entirely convinced by you yet, mm. or you haven't sold your solution well enough. So when anyone says that to me, I always circle back, I'm like, okay, fantastic, and obviously appreciate that. My experience suggests that when people say this, it's because I'm not entirely convinced, so what part of the process are you not convinced about? And then you get an opportunity to then overcome the objection again and sell the solution. So. It was that bit there, which I'll be honest, I learned that from a a YouTube video on on sales. Mm. I thought I'm just gonna try it. And it worked. And it's one of those things where I was like, okay, now I'm gonna do it again. Then I can now put it into my language seven years later. as to how I would do it now. But back then it was like, I was almost obsessed with sales to a point where outside of work, I was always self developing and improving and trying stuff. And eventually when you're trying stuff, some stuff works for you, some doesn't. And that was just one of the things which worked in that period.